Yeah, uh, this is uh, this has been a great week. I want to want to thank the Orange Bowl, their members. Uh, you know, this has a reputation of being one of the great bowls uh, in college football, and this week has certainly been no different. Very appreciative uh, of the organization, how well we've been treated this week. Our players have really had a great time, and uh, certainly excited here to to finally get to the game. Uh, it's. Uh, been a, been a tremendous week, a great experience, of course, coming back to the playoff. I, I do think that, as we've all said many times, being in this situation, um, you know, for our coaches and players here a number of times is a great thing because there's a lot, a lot around these playoffs. And at the end of the day, it's about getting your team, yourself ready to be at your very best on the 29th. And so that's been our goal and our focus the entire time. And so we're certainly excited to play a, a tremendous Alabama team uh, with, with one of the great coaches that's, that's ever done it. And uh, so, but that's, that's what these games should be like. I think when they created the playoffs, that's probably what they envisioned is great matchups like this. So we're certainly looking forward to the opportunity, looking forward to tomorrow night. And uh, yeah, thanks, uh, thanks for having us here. John! What? Red 7! I don't know what Red 7 means. Hot route! I don't, what is hot route? Will you just go stand on the other side, please? Down! Ready, down, set, hut, 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 hut! It's time for the Soonerscoop.com postgame show presented by Eskridge Lexus in Oklahoma City. Eskridge Lexus is the official travel partner of Soonerscoop.com podcasts. Now, here's your road crew, Carrie, Eddie, and Bob, wrapping up all the action and reaction from this week's game. All right, we are back live once again from Fort Lauderdale, where we are on our uh, Eskridge Lexus post-game channel. Uh, that's because Eskridge Lexus is uh, possi- making this possible for us to uh, do some podcasts for you uh, every day while we're in Fort Lauderdale. I want to remind you guys that Eskridge has their December to remember uh, going on right now. Now through the end of December, best time to buy, best time of the year to buy a new Lexus. You'll be seeing uh, Red Bow December to remember commercials all over TV. I'm sure you've seen lots of them watching the bowl games. Uh, but it really is the best time of the year to buy a car. They've got all the new 2019s out with special holiday incentives on top of the the special Sooner Scoop price that you'll receive uh, when you mention you're an unofficial 40 or a Eskridge Lexus postgame uh, podcast listener. So we welcome in uh, the usual crew, Bob and Eddie, but also a new guest. Finally, Jason Kersey no longer <laughs> monopolizes Doesn't the dominate. podcast. Ryan Aber is here uh, to talk about probably Pearl Jam a little bit. Hey, yeah. Uh, we can do, the biggest do that. Pearl Jam fan I know, I think. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, yeah. We can yeah, definitely break down Pearl Jam. The other sickening thing, and I'm just realizing I'm surrounded by three Chicago Cubs fans. Like diehards. Well, it's better than being surrounded by a terrorist organization like the St. Louis Cardinals. Very true. Eddie. I don't disagree with that. I, I, I'm. We, we can as a all Royals bond. fan. We can yeah, all bond on our hatred Cardinals. for St. Louis. Exactly. Well, guys. The uh, enemy of my enemy is my, <laughs> is my friend. Yes. Guys, we just got done. You heard Lincoln Riley there with the uh, worst part of media access, the opening statement for the final coach's press conference because he's talked out, we're listened out. Uh, there's really not a whole lot to say, but uh, Ryan, let's start with you as the guest. Kind of what were your takeaways uh, from Nick Saban and Lincoln Riley's final press conference here in Fort Lauderdale? Oh, I, I think the main thing, and mainly because I hadn't listened to, to Nick Saban much this week just because of the way the schedule fell, was – I'm not going to call Nick Saban charming, but 
He's he, enjoyable. He was engaging. I thought he, the. He, I mean, you covered the Sugar Bowl, right? Yeah. I mean, he. Yeah. I, I. That surprised me at how kind of. Uh, likable he could be in a press he has setting. he has a lot of the bob stoops qualities as far as like what you see on tv you see kind of a dickhead and you see kind of a, yeah. an arrogant maybe comes off as an asshole a little bit but he really is like a i, I think if you get him out of that setting or if you actually see the him, whole thing like performing not out of context it's, yeah. yeah it's not as bad as you think it is yeah we had, uh, we had on on our very quick podcast today we had a, a writer from alabama on and uh, Barry Trammell and I had talked to him about, well, the fact that uh, Nick Saban has one or two of those outbursts a year. The thing is, they just go viral immediately. Yeah, you see and everybody for the rest talks of the year. about it, where they don't talk about the engaging answers. I thought, you know, I sort of laughed at the, the superstition question when it was being asked. Especially that was as pretty the guy, funny. Especially as it the guy funny. introduced himself as being from sunny South Florida. Yes. yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, where was the but, damn sun yesterday? I didn't see any of it. But I thought... Both coaches, but Both especially answers, yeah. Nick Saban, gave a, a really interesting answer and, and was borderline charming. We need to thank the College Football Playoff Committee, too, for moving the date of the game up because usually that press conference, or in the last couple of years, that press conference has been on January 1st, or on the 31st, and well, usually I arrive yeah. in a very hungover state <laughs> after Trust a, me, a night out of drinking. the folks at the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl will be doing that. Well, <laughs> This yes. is a new Eddie, though. I saw a, a new responsible and Eddie last yeah. night. I, yeah. I made adult decisions and didn't go out. Morning radio does wonders for a person. It's ruined my life, but I do love it. <laughs> yeah, I can confirm. It's we Carrie and I did two radio shows from the same room today. I did it in the bathroom, and he did it uh, on the bed. Okay, I'm, I'm disappointed because I had pictured you both just laying down in bed. <laughs> If, with, if with we had a if we had a partition up here, we yeah. could. We already tried that once this week, both doing a radio in the car. So yeah, that I told Bob to get off the phone. Carrie <laughs> that, struck that Bob. Was I, was, I was driving. Okay, so it was the Carrie first. struck Bob. <laughs> I didn't strike him. I just grabbed him on the arm, <laughs> and I said, "You've got to, you've got to hang up. It's not happening." I so, did think I said not happening. Not I, I almost went live on Periscope in the back seat <laughs> just to get all of it encompassed. Yeah, Carrie just pulling seniority on Bob and, <laughs> and telling him he's got to cut out. That's it. He, he was the More first like, one on the on the phone. Carrie paid him for all the bills, so he's doing what he wants to do. Uh, yeah, but I mean, the the whole thing about this, you know, you've had media day yesterday, and I don't know what did you have any takeaways from media day that really stood out to you? I know, uh, I mean, you can talk about what you wrote about in the Oklahoma, I guess, as well. Yeah, I mean, the main thing I wrote about and the main thing people were talking about were Marquise Brown yesterday, but I I didn't write about his health really. I wrote about him coming back home, and that was uh, a bigger story than I thought it would be. Like there was more local interest, I guess, in that right. than I thought there might be. Oh yeah, people here are are fired up to see Marquise Brown because he's a a local guy and not only a Hollywood guy which obviously gets talked about all the time but has a lot of ties to Fort Lauderdale as well his dad is from here so people in Fort Lauderdale fired up he played for a, a youth team in uh, Dania Beach which is just south of, of Fort Lauderdale sort of tucked between Fort Lauderdale and Miami and those people are fired up to see Marquise Brown play we'll see if he does play but uh, you know everybody talks about the Hollywood nickname with Marquise Brown, and rightfully so, it's a it's a good one. Yeah. Gus, Gus Johnson comes up with good nicknames, and, and I think because stuff. of the teeth that you know that he wears, oh, you yeah. think he's he's Hollywood, California. Uh, but yeah, he is Hollywood, Florida, which which I believe Davin Joseph was the last <laughs> Sooner from Hollywood, Florida. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting place, a, a nice place. It's a, a little bit 
different. It's got the beach community, which uh, everybody thinks of, but it's also uh, got a grittier uh, part to it. And uh, Marquise Brown embraces being from here. Is glad to be known as here from as from here. But uh, around here, people know him as Jet Fuel, not Hollywood, because uh, that's the nickname one of his youth coaches gave him, I think, when he was about 9 or 10 years old. They saw of the that speed. speed then. Yeah. Well, it, 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 I think the thing about it is, you know, you, you come back here, and they had plans to practice it as high school. It's too bad it's that disappointing. they weren't able to. Yeah, it fell through yeah. because of the weather yesterday. Yeah, because he really wanted to see – I guess they retired his jersey in the offseason. I, I heard him telling you that, and I was like – God, I didn't even know that. I didn't even realize that happened. Yeah, and they they retired. He acted he, like he didn't. Yeah, and he hadn't seen it. it, it yeah, it was like no big deal to him. He's really. like, didn't he say like the coach FaceTimed him when they did it, and he yeah, didn't and he, answer or something? Yeah, and it, and it wasn't because he couldn't answer. He said, "Hey, just didn't want to see it uh, on on a phone. He wanted to see it live." So he was really looking forward to it. Seemed like showing his teammates that and uh, sort of. Uh, you know, letting them know what kind of big deal he was down here. But unfortunately, after we talked to, to Marquise, as the media day was ru- ru- uh, wrapping up, got a notification that they had moved to the Dolphins indoor facility, mm-hmm. and there are no uh, Marquise Brown jerseys hanging up in that facility, I don't think. Maybe not, one day. Not, not yet, exactly. <laughs> Maybe there will be a Kenny Stills one here in uh, a couple of years. <laughs> we, we, we saw just a flash of Kenny Stills, too. Like, he, he took off as soon as the media got there. I didn't even know that Dan Marino was hanging around yesterday. Yeah, he was in there. And he gotten so fat that I just didn't recognize him. I, no, I, he's a lot bigger than I thought he was, first off. Well, that's what I, you I didn't said. Realize I was like, I, I like mean, taller. Like, you meant like 6'4", four, six, five, Yeah. Like legit, yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize he was that tall. He was sitting there uh, talking to uh, I think Joe Castiglione and uh, Lance Barrow from CBS. Is He's usually around Joe uh, at these big games or in Norman. So, yeah, it was, was kind of cool. I was like, oh. That's Dan Marino. Yeah, I actually didn't make it out to practice yesterday because I was uh, needed to do some writing stuff after what happened the day before. We'd seen Marquise Brown on the field. Uh, we hadn't. I'm sure. Did y'all talk about the adventure that was uh, going to practice? Well, y'all weren't. Yeah, we weren't y- on the bus. We, we weren't on the bus. Experienced <laughs> the adventure yeah. that was going to practice as the bus driver, who sole purpose of bringing us to that place was so that we could see OU's practice, tried to drive us away. <laughs> Before OU got on the practice field. He had his time scheduled, damn it. <laughs> yeah, 15 minutes. It says 15 minutes. Yeah, it's not, OU has not been exactly on time. to, And maybe that's just usual um, with practice. But I, I think just moving around and being so many. Like, it has been strange because usually there's been one place where they've practiced all week. And they go to that. But it seems like they've moved around a lot. And I don't know. I didn't ask Lincoln why that was. Um didn't really feel that was pertinent in a national <laughs> media setting this morning. Well, I think yeah. that the the thing yesterday was I think they thought it was going to rain. And it sprinkled a little bit while we were standing outside, but you know, Florida is it. Yeah, it was raining. I are we looking south out of out of our hotel? I think this room? is looking okay. west. Looking west. Uh I could or, I could see rain yeah, because west. my hotel, my room is on the same side as well. You could see rain out out toward the west, but uh it wound up not getting any here. Now we got a Pretty good downpour this morning. I don't know if y'all experienced yeah, that yeah. while we were in the the press conference, but when I uh, made my last second decision to come down to the morning press conference, fatal decision. <laughs> it, I'm sure <laughs> it was literally two and a half minutes before the press conference started. I was like, eh, I'm going to go to this uh, anyway. When I made it down, uh, waiting for the elevator, I could see it pouring outside. Um, so every time we come to these things, uh, there's always this 
this big national story that we've all covered, you know, many times, and you know you're going to ha- kind of have to deal with that as as you go along throughout the week. And I don't know, was, is the the obvious one Kyler Murray, Major League Baseball or, or NFL? Was that the uh, one oh, yeah. that yeah, kind of sure. overrode everything else? Yeah, there's no doubt about that. You know, I was I was in New York for the Heisman Trophy ceremony, and there were you know MLB.com writers, baseball writers from Oakland, you know baseball writers from New York hanging around constantly and that question just kept getting asked over and over again. It's been asked over and over again this week as people have talked to Kyler Murray. Well, yeah, the one uh, session that he was available for uh, on Wednesday at Media Day and until he makes that decision and is definitive about it and he hasn't been definitive about it. I think the only person who is right now is Scott Boris. Yeah. And certainly he's got a vested interest in seeing that go one way. So it, it's going to continue to be a question. And, you know, last year it was Baker Mayfield and his uh, sort of the swagger that he brought to the game and some of the incidents that had happened with him uh, throughout the year. This year it's Kyler Murray. And like you said, every year it's sort of uh, uh, something different. And uh, it's something that the local guys sort of get burned out about by yeah. the time that we arrived at I this point. I think last point. time we were yeah. here it was the SAE thing. Uh, yeah. and, and this time it was this. But here's uh, during the press conference this morning, uh, Lincoln Riley was asked about that and addressed that. Uh, regarding Kyler's you know, NFL prospects, um, everybody knows he's got a big decision to make, uh, you know, which he'll, you know, he, his family, anybody else that he wants involved will sit down and visit about, you know, once the season comes to an end. He's, uh, he's in a great situation. I mean, the guy's, he's already the ninth overall pick in Major League Baseball draft, and I think he'll be probably somewhere around the same spot uh, if he chooses to go football-wise. Uh, I realize those, there's a lot that goes into that, you know, what teams are selecting, what their needs are, uh, but we just had a guy go first overall the year before, and, you know, I, I think this guy's that kind of impact player and, and certainly uh, a rare athlete, you know, one of those that you, you very well may go through the rest of your career coaching and never have one like that again. I mean, he's that, he's that unique. So, you know, he's either going to be a Major League Baseball all-star, he's going to be a pro bowler. He just needs to decide which one, maybe both. Uh, Qu- quarter of the day? By far. <laughs> quarter of the day candidate? Not even close to yeah. have a second one. I, don't know, I thought response of the day was to the French guy, which we have the audio for that, too. Somebody should have explained <laughs> to him what American football was first. <laughs> Did he ride up on a bike like a Tour de France guy? <laughs> so he's from Canada. This is Miami. I mean, he can't ride a bike all the way from Canada to here. You'd if be it, surprised. If this, blood were, doping, oh, no. if this were the pinstripe bowl, maybe he did ride a bike. <laughs> blood doping these days is doing wonders for the cycling community. Is there these a, days, that's been going on forever. <laughs> I want to try, try and some blood doping at some point. <laughs> I can hook life. you up with a guy. I can, I can tell you that right now. <laughs> Carrie's got, got connections, apparently. You can even get a radio sponsorship out of the deal. <laughs> Ooh, all right. I might do that. You have to sign a contract at the end of it that says, I will not play professional sports. I could probably uh, do it. I don't plan wow. on playing any professional sports. So that's it. What if you're you're done? What if you uh, what if you what Eddie's, if you got into blood doping with Magic Johnson? <laughs> Make sure those vials you're just are just acting out because we have a guest. Make sure those vials are good and because Kersey knows how horrible a person you are, but Ryan doesn't. Oh, I'm, I mean, he you knows. already cussed like three seconds into the podcast twice. I didn't say the f word. No, don't step up. See, so is, is that the up. step up? Is that the standard like uh, 
anything below the F word is cool. It, I, no, see, but I kind I, of I'm, let I, it go. Like, I know like my mom has trigger words like the C word. Yeah. Um, both male and Which female. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> my Chariz- mom, charisma? And his mom gets after him. My mom gets after me for using too many GDs on the podcast. Oh, yeah. That I, would be for my mom, Yeah, too. That, that would be a trigger for my mom as yep. well. So, uh, anyway, back Good to... Good Catholic people here. Back to the... Are you Catholic, Aver? No. Okay, thank God. I grew up Southern Just Baptist. Me and Bob. Thank, oh, thank you. <laughs> One of my own, finally, on this show. It's Catholics versus convicts, Bob. <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> hey, we are, we are in the home of the convicts. Yes. That is true, and they looked great yesterday in the it's, pinstripe. And it's sad that when you drive down the Florida Turnpike that you no longer see the, the old Orange Bowl. Yeah. Where, it, where it really would it is. have been in relation to here? You would see it uh, on the way. I mean, it's like when you get to Miami and you get on the turnpike and you're coming out. Like, like you into see, downtown. I yeah, want to say it's close to where that Les Paul Hard Rock um, building they're building is. That's oh, like, like that, the guitar? that's incredible. That was awesome. Like that you can see it from everywhere. Oh, you can town. see it from the I room right it. here. Yeah. I, I saw it and I was like, that's not a guitar. <laughs> Like that's a that's a skyscraper. There is not a skyscraper shaped like a guitar. And these guys could tell I was freaking out because I was driving. I had my phone up. I couldn't wait to take a picture. It it, it is an incredible structure. Like that thing is unbelievable. To even think that that's possible though blows my mind. I mean, it's pretty cool. And they're doing it. Yeah, it's incredible. Well, Vegas has got nothing on the Native American casinos. Yeah, they need to. uh, (laughs) Is is sports gambling legal here? Like I honestly uh, I, don't. Know. I don't know if I they don't, pass. I don't think so yet. Okay. No. No. It that uh, that Hard Rock is a Seminole property, I believe. Right. Yeah. We have great properties wow. in Oklahoma too, like the Choctaw Casino and yeah. Resort and Durant. Absolutely, that's professional. Uh, who is a great sponsor? <laughs> professional segue. All of our podcasts. Okay, so here's the thing about Lincoln's press conference today. Uh, I don't mind saying that I got obliterated on my question that I asked today, uh, because. Because Eddie believes that nobody should ask a question today. So. Yeah, I don't think we should have a press conference on the final day. Although I will will say, Carrie, I'm pretty sure you are the only um, – well, I don't believe any print journalists ask a question today. But you were about the only – I'm trying to be careful here, but maybe I shouldn't – legitimate internet journalist <laughs> – <laughs> To to ask a question because everything else was was the, the TV guys. Yeah, it's a, it's a look uh, at me show usually. It's the guys the that just showed guys. up the last day and yeah. you know want to get their questions so they can show their bosses that okay you paid for my trip. This is right. Why. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, I mean, but I thought the whole Lincoln's entire if he had a if this was like a sermon and he had uh, to speak Southern Baptist uh, and he had like a theme on it, it was that this team finds a way to win. That they look through all three phases of their game and regardless of what you say about them, the 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 special thing about his team is uh that they find a way to win games. It may not their defense may suck, but they'll <laughs> score about you know, uh, enough points that they need. Uh and you know, so Lincoln talked a lot about that today and here's here's 
one of those. Absolutely. I think there's, you know, each team has their formula for winning, and uh, not every team's formula is the same. And, uh, and so certainly we look at, you know, the opponent, break them down into different phases and what we need to do to be successful on offense, defense, or special teams. But then, you know, that's where, that's where my job comes into play, where you have to look at all, the, all three of those together and how could maybe how, how good Alabama is on offense affect what you do in other phases of the game or vice versa. And so it's like a puzzle. You've got to put it together. You've got to find a formula to, to find a way to win against a very good football team. So it certainly has an effect, and it's certainly part of our preparation. You know, Ryan, we've talked about this on our podcast all year. Like, if OU somehow finds a way to win this game, it's going to change everyone's views on what a championship football team, how they're built. Because no team with a horrible defense like this has ever made it to even a national championship. Yeah, it, it's going to completely crush the whole defense wins championships uh, mantra that's been uh, that thrown we've, out there. ingrained in all of us. Yeah, it, it, it really has. And I think in a lot of ways this OU team has already done that yeah. in some ways, just getting to this point, but certainly winning would alter that and you know and I think it's seeped in much beyond you know the the Lincoln Rileys the Mike Leeches uh, the the Dana Holgersons the the offensive only minded coaches uh, I mean we see it in Nick Saban you know Nick Saban just five or six years ago was talking about how you know spread offenses were the devil and uh you know we should we should burn them at the stake and now he's fully yeah. embraced uh, yeah. that style of football well and I mean to in terms of like my question to Lincoln, uh, I I'll I'll play it and then I'll kind of give you my thoughts on why it went the way it did. This is the first year I can remember where the playoff committee kind of just said, "Hey, we're going to overlook a, a team's defense in favor of, of how good their offense is." Does that make you at all feel like you're carrying a torch for a, maybe a brand of football that could break the mold a little bit? No, not really. We're just here trying to win. You know we've. Just like we've tried to win all the other ones, and again, what it sounds like a broken record. What's your what's your formula for winning? We found ways to win games. We want to continue to get better on all three sides of the ball going into this game and into the future years of our program. There's no doubt about that. But we found ways to win, and we're going to try to do it again. And see, before the game comes around, I want to write kind of a column on this. And I think what a lot of columnists would do is. Well, he didn't answer the way I wanted him to answer, but I'm going to write the damn thing anyway and just say that he's wrong. <laughs> like, I'm not going to do that. Who are you talking about, Kerry? Uh, lots. <laughs> you, you can name it. The list could be very long. I mean, okay, we all know that. Um, but, no, it's – the thing about it is, to me, after kind of thinking about it, Lincoln, does he's not never wanted to address the fact that his defense isn't very good. Like, he's, yeah. he, he shudders at, the, at any type of – criticism of his defense and there, there, after the army game he even kind of took it out on the media a little bit uh that he was being overly criticized so like he doesn't he he doesn't want that impression out there like he's winning without defense that's like the worst thing in the world almost that you could tell him yeah for for a couple reasons one uh just he doesn't want to admit that their defense isn't very good and and that they haven't you know carried the load compared to their offense newsflash you, know, he, you fired your coordinator <laughs> this year it, yeah 
that kind of stuff. And and two, it's just a, a confidence thing for his defense. And I, I think sure. that he feels like if he says yeah, that, yeah, you're right. then he's talking down to those guys that uh, he really It gets weird in the locker room if, if you do that. Yeah. But, I mean, it's got to be weird in the oh, it locker has, room. I mean, those guys aren't now, stupid. Right? <laughs> yeah, mean, they aren't stupid. Yeah. But I do think that there's a sense of, like, we're all on the same page. <laughs> it's, it's kind of a chemistry thing more than it is just being truthful yeah. with everybody. Yeah. So I can understand Lincoln Riley's reluctance to answer the question. I actually thought it was a good question. Thank well, you. I, I shouldn't say actually thought it was a good question. That that makes as it opposed like, to everyone else that was there yeah. or <laughs> listening the millions on TV. Yeah, I'm I'm talking Carrie in in comparison to the other questions that we had today versus in comparison to your uh, questioning history. I look, I I I enjoyed a lot of the press conference. It, it, it's, like Lincoln had his zingers, but like we said. I thought Nick Saban was just, uh, he was delightful. Yeah, and the great thing about Nick Saban is there was a couple times when he looked over at Lincoln Riley, whether it was something that Lincoln Riley said or, or a, after a line that he delivered, uh-huh. and just that sort of sideways smirk. And, uh, you know, Lincoln, Nick Saban wins a lot of things, but he won the press conference today. I don't think there's any, no, any doubt about that. No, you're wrong. That. A man from France won the press conference <laughs> okay. today. Uh, this I, is a question I, let's for both of you. Uh, so with the long period between the end of the regular season and uh, tomorrow's game, which do you think is, is most favored, the better offense or the better defense? Hopefully Oklahoma's offense and defense. <laughs> Nick Saban smiled okay. after I, that. I, I, <laughs> I wish that either Nick Saban or Lincoln Riley would have looked dead at that uh, – Frenchman. That guy, the Frenchman. Frenchy. And, and just answered it like this. Sure. <laughs> sure. That would have been awesome. Taking a, Brian, a page out of Brian Kelly's book. Eh, you don't want to do everything Brian moment. Kelly does. Next thing you know, they're having guys up in a scissor lift in 70-mile-per-hour wind. Did, did y'all watch? I think I can't remember. It was, I don't think it was a 30-for-30, 30 30, but it was a 30-for-30 30 30 style, like, short on uh, that kid who, who unfortunately died no. on the scissor I list. saw some of I've it. Not watched family, it. I haven't like, watched all of it. doesn't blame Notre Dame or, and Brian yeah. Kelly and stuff. It, it, it was, That's for me to do. It was interesting, mainly <laughs> just learning about the kid, uh, Dejan, I can't remember, uh, or Declan. Uh, I can't remember his last name, unfortunately, but it was interesting. Yeah, I, 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 have, I know what you're talking about, and I haven't taken the opportunity to watch it, but we'll continue to blame Brian Kelly for his death. It would maybe soften the fact that he died for you. Oh no, I'm very aware. I'm very aware that he died. I'm I'm saying I I don't want it to, you know, to calm your rage at all. (laughs) Well, I mean, the kid was literally tweeting from the scissor lift. It's been nice knowing you. I'm going to die. Yeah, should have came down. In hindsight, (laughs) I bet he thinks that he probably should have come down. Probably so. My my question is, I've never been up on like. He has. Does he have controls? Does I don't. Is there yeah, only controls? Surely I don't there's know. Controls I don't know how that works. I I told Carrie when I took the job I don't do scissor, scissor lifts. So that's a we won't be we videoing. Really considering <laughs> we won't be videoing <laughs> thinking, thinking doing any video up from up there. So the uh, Scissor Lift Corporation of America is not the next uh, unofficial forty podcast sponsor i mean if they if they want to be i'll i guess i'll get in one i just need to strap in somewhere i don't know if they even use scissor lifts anymore now they have the camera technology the 3d they were up in scissor yeah, lifts yesterday in the degrees. dome were they in the bubble yeah yeah well i guess in the bubble it's a little bit yeah, it's better controlled environment but, but i mean still even when they're outside you usually just have the the pole with the camera on the top yeah know? i don't know i think they have better advancements in in uh video these days i did see a video of a guy 
I think it was on Barstool that he was driving around in a scissor lift on the highway, <laughs> drunk. <laughs> Oh, I think I have and seen that. And a cop stopped him. Yeah. And you he was trying need, to... After saying driving around on a scissor lift on the highway, you do <laughs> you not need to, to say, say drunk. It's just known after that. <laughs> no, but but the cop was like, get down here. We need to talk about this. He's like, no, no. come get me. And he's raised up the scissor lift. <laughs> and the cop couldn't get him. Something tells me that probably happened here in Florida. <laughs> Everything I think happens right. in Florida. It's Which, Florida you know man. What? Uh, it's a good thing they don't sell Coop Ale Works in Florida. Uh, Coop Ale Works, uh, one of our great sponsors. They're sponsoring our uh, our podcast uh, here from Fort Lauderdale. Uh, I'm sure, I don't know if Ryan Aber can speak on this, but I, I'm i guessing he's had some Coop in his time. Uh, just a, a few, some F5, okay. uh, some some elevator wheat. Uh, so so I, You're a I, beer guy, aren't you? Yeah. I You're like, like an IPA guy. Yeah. I, I like a little bit of everything, honestly. Just You've depends now on, been fired on, from on the Oklahoman kind of... for promoting a product. <laughs> On a podcast. Well, uh, well, Carrie, do you need a fourth? Uh, maybe. <laughs> if you get fired over to... That'll really piss Kersey off, because he's always wanting extra, you know, coop for uh, doing appearances. But anyway. Uh, but no, uh, the F5 IPA, you know, is Eddie's favorite. Uh, I, I'm a big uh, Horny Toad wheat, or Horny Toad Blonde fan. The Elevator Wheat's really good. If you're a Pilsner guy, they got the Saturday Saturday. But go to coopaleworks.com. Check out the website. They've got their entire lineup there, even their seasonals like the uh, uh, Grand Sport Porter going on right now. It's a dark beer, which Eddie is not a fan of, but I am. You don't like dark beer, Eddie? I don't have enough hair on my chest or big enough balls to drink <laughs> dark beer. Well, K- Carrie and I do because dark beer is great. Yeah, I just can't do it. I can't do it. You don't You don't like flavor? No, not really. See, like, I didn't know Shinerbach was the color it was until I poured it in a glass, and I drank it for years, and I loved it. Yeah. And then I'll drink Shiner. I, I don't know what it is. It it just I think yeah. I have a mental block on it. Yeah. So you'll drink Shiner like in a can or in a bottle when yeah. you don't have to see how dark. No, it is. I'll, I'll drink it. I'll drink it on a out of, out of a tap too. I just I don't know. There's something about a dark dark beer that just really kind of blows my mind. It's yeah, like drinking I, a. Uh, I think it might be because it's so heavy. Yeah, I mean, like, some I of them are. It's just for me. It's just you've got a. There's sort of different drinks for different moods. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. I want to drink something that's heavier. Sometimes yeah. I want to drink. You know, like with with just Coop, a Pilsner. Like with Coop, if you want just like a. That's why I love the sitting I, around at, at, at night. Uh, you know, when you're getting ready to go to bed and you want to have something to relax, like a DNR is perfect. Like yeah. it's it's a heavy beer. It it it's satisfying. I kind of feel that way. Uh, about the Grand Sport Porter too, uh, but yeah, yeah it's, I, it's really I'll good. have to try that. I will say my favorite coupe uh, that I've had so far is the Cherry DNR, which I've only had it once. Happened to be on tap. Is that at, the uh, casks? The, yeah, that they've come out. At, yeah, you uh, can get those. One of the the, the places that I uh, frequent in Oklahoma City or South Oklahoma City. It's a it's Norman a podcast. Area. You can say <laughs> I don't care. At, at a bar, uh, and and it was really good. So I I'd love to try some more of that. Uh, at some point, but uh, Coop's good stuff. Okay, so 8 o'clock kickoff tomorrow night. It's going to be interesting. It's a late kick. I, I don't know that we've ever... It's the first time that OU's probably, played in the playoff in the late game. Yeah. yeah. They, they played the early game twice. I think maybe at Kansas several years ago is the latest that maybe it was like an 825 start or something that year. When yeah. uh, Broyle set the, set the record. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's the last time they played this late of a game, which... I don't think I mean nobody in Oklahoma cares. It's seven o'clock. It's great. It's Saturday yeah. night. It's it's perfect. Uh, they can you know drink a whole lot of coop if it starts going bad. Sure, and then just black out and pass out. Yeah, and you've got more options to get it now with the the updated laws in Oklahoma. Exactly. Absolutely, boom. But get a, yeah, 
but uh, but I mean, we're gonna have some time to kill tomorrow. Kind of what's you know what's what are you gonna do tomorrow leading up to this thing? Well, uh, I'm pretty much finished working after this. I just got to file a little bit, so I'm gonna uh, maybe go to the beach for a little bit. My mm-hmm. wife's in town, so we're gonna hang out. Go to the beach, just relax. that be like your first downtime you've had since you've been here, right? Yes, pretty much. It's pretty much been all go uh, since since arriving, uh, what, Christmas Eve. How insufferable has Barry Trammell been on this trip? <laughs> Barry's been all right. Barry, I, he's so you made the travel blog tra- today. We, uh, yeah, I haven't read it. I haven't read the travel blog yet. I actually said something to <laughs> Trammell yesterday. It was good as usual. He got curious about our podcast, and I was like, Barry... You do not want to come on our podcast. Oh, Barry needs to come on the podcast. <laughs> oh, there you go. No, because of this if, guy that right I pointed to right OU here. If OU makes the Eddie. national championship, Barry, Barry Trammell, Trammell needs to be on the San Jose if podcast. Barry, okay, I've got Eddie, it. see, here's the problem. It's not that I don't think Barry can handle being on the podcast. It's that Eddie will be uh, as insufferable as he was today. He will turn it up to 11. Oh, it'd be awesome. It would be <laughs> Just awesome. Just to try and make him squirm. It would well, be, yes. I there mean, would be that nine would be... 11 jokes. There no, would be, there yes, there oh, would. That is Man. out of line. That is out of line. I've never made a nine 11 joke, like that. but if you want me to start the nine 11 joke series, I will. No, we've well, been it's... very clear that you, we are not starting that on the pod. Barry has a very, uh, love hate relationship with Eddie. Like, uh, Barry, obviously, Eddie, who Eddie is. Uh, he feels like know, he can publicly. be saved, maybe. Is that yeah. what it is? I think there's a little bit of that. <laughs> and then, but when he talks to Eddie, he just sits down and, you know, chats with we him. Have, I think, we have know, lovely conversations. Yeah. Well, he admits the, it. The truth of the matter is that Barry Trammell. And, he wants to hate seri- me, but he loves in, me. In all seriousness, is one of the great guys. Oh, he is. I've sure. told many people. Um, yep. He is one of my favorite people. He is also, and I. I don't know that I'd say this if I thought he would listen. Just and it's not you, you personally, Carrie. Yes. It's just Barry Trammell and podcast don't really go together. <laughs> but you know, Barry Trammell is the That's reason. That's why we dominate. <laughs> Barry Trammell is the reason why I do what I do. He's the yeah. reason why I wanted to be a sports writer. Uh, starting to read him, especially the caustic things that he sometimes said about John Blake. Yeah, back in the day, Taco back when Bell. I was in uh, middle school and yeah. early in high school. I don't think you're you're not alone. I mean, I'm one of those guys too. I mean, I, he's he is the guy that you know a lot of kids in Oklahoma grew up reading the paper, uh, and you know said. I you know that's something I I'd, I'd love to be able to do one day. Yeah, and I can't do it anywhere near to the level that Barry does. I mean, he's just unbelievable at uh, what he does. But he is the reason why I started writing. He's an absolute legend, and the reason Eddie, you're the reason he won't come on the podcast. Well, thanks a lot. Well, <laughs> we'll get him at some point. I guarantee you. I'm trying to think of. Uh, it's like uh, it, it's a little bit. You're a little bit like Darth Vader. And he's a little bit like Luke Skywalker. There's, he believes they're still good. They're I'm, still not a, good I'm not him. a Star Wars nerd, so I don't understand that. <laughs> oh, that, that, that hurts. That's wow. the, most, that the hurts. most overrated film of all time. <laughs> what? But I will say, I, I've never seen Star Whoa. Wars, so I say Wait. that without, without knowing. Yeah, he's never... Bob, Ryan Aver is standing. Need to move. Ryan Aver is standing, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. It's on now. I, I, I haven't seen any of them, so I haven't... I can't say that I... Eddie? I take that back. I retract that statement. Okay, good. Because I was about <laughs> to say I thought I liked you, <laughs> but guess what? Now that Eddie knows this about you, Ryan, oh, look yeah. out! Oh, this is going to be like Kersey giving you crap about Pearl Jam. <laughs> oh, gosh. being a derivative of Creed and Nickelback. <sighs> Serenity now. You have to admit, <laughs> I almost—I told Kersey I was about to punch him the other day when he was trying to screw around <laughs> with that stuff. Yeah, because it wasn't Creed or Nickelback. He was, uh, gosh, what was it? It was Hinder. It was Hinder and Nickelback. Oh, yes. yes. Hinder uh, a band that uh, I shout out Josh. Now we're gonna piss Josh off. <laughs> shout out Josh. We just can't win on this thing. 
you know, my brother went to PC West too. He he knows Austin Winkler well, so um, uh, so I'll refrain from comment on Hinder other than to say that they uh, are not Pearl Jam and will never be. <laughs> that's Although they, I think that's a fair deal, they, that's a fair they, statement. They know that. <laughs> yeah, that's a fair statement. Okay, before we get out of here, let me get back to one thing with OU Alabama with you, Ryan. Um, just the the. The way that Alabama players answered questions, and I know you were working on a lot of stuff. I was working on a lot of other stuff. And we were all kind of, because of the media policy, the way it is, we all wanted to talk to freshmen that we hadn't got a chance to talk to. So we probably didn't spend a lot of time, a lot of focus on Alabama players and their thoughts on Kyler Murray or Marquise Brown. But what do you think about some of the stuff that's come out this week? Oh, I thought that it was clear that they were coached in a certain way to, to try to be respectful publicly. But, but that didn't work out for it, all of them. No, it didn't, especially Quinn and Williams yesterday. And I sat with Quinn and Williams a lot on Tuesday. As Who they I did. really like. I mean, I like that kid a lot. I, I loved sitting there listening to him. I thought he gave great answers, was really insightful. Uh, didn't say anything really inflammatory on Tuesday. And then I guess it was a, a Tulsa TV guy asked him about Kyler Murray in a in – a, I can't even remember what the actual question was. Have you like have you ever come up against a guy like Kyle yeah. Murray before? And he starts off with the you know the the sort of stock answer. No, we've never faced a quarterback like Kyler Murray. Then he said, but basically, but let me tell you, Kyler Murray isn't. I pause, believe the pause, words pause. that came out were yeah, he said he's no better or no more better, and then he and then yeah, he and then he and then he stopped and he beat. Beat, beat, and he said, "Nah, I'm good, man." <laughs> it was a. So it was. <laughs> I said yesterday, it was like a uh, a computer recalibrating almost. It was like Nick Saban got you know in his earpiece a notification. He's pressing the abort. Exactly, exactly. Over There's a sense of. Can you imagine Josh Maxson, the the reaction that he would have had had Quinnen Williams gone any further in that that answer? It would have. Not only would I mean it was already all over the internet by the time last night, yeah. hit, but I mean it would have. I mean, what what are they going to do to Quentin Williams though? You're not yeah, playing exactly, and yeah. I think that's what in a lot of ways made Baker Mayfield great because Baker Mayfield realized oh, he that he was it. bulletproof and that anything that he said was not going to you know affect him that much as long as it wasn't you know here's the question racially though. offensive or something like that. If even though he didn't follow through with saying anything bad. Does it still have the same effect, motivational effect on OU? Oh, a little bit, but here, here's the the honest truth: is that Kyler Murray doesn't need motivation. Right? Yeah, for that's that. not it, how he, it, he works. It, it is. Well, but their defense works. needs motivation. No, their defense certainly needs motivation, but I don't I don't know that they're uh, you know to the point where that's going to help enough. Yeah. Uh, to make a big difference, I think because he didn't say they have the worst defense I've ever seen. Yeah, in my entire the, life. the people who would be affected if they were affected by such things are. Kyler Murray and Oklahoma's offensive line, and I don't think either of those groups needs that kind of motivation. So I don't think it play, plays into it. I thought it was a great moment. I, I, wouldn't, thought, I wouldn't put it past Ben Powers to pull out a pin and stab Quinn and Williams in the neck on the first play. <laughs> this is true, but Ben Powers might have done that. <laughs> or maybe anyway. his dad. Yeah, he was he was planning on that anyway. This is part of his long con. <laughs> there is like a sense of arrogance from the Alabama players, but – how could You'd they be not arrogant too if you're exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. like it's kind of what you expected coming into this, right? Yeah, and I got into this conversation with uh, with an Alabama writer earlier. Just the, you know, we, we were talking about the media perceptions and how you know a lot of the Alabama group 
gets labeled as homerish, and I'm sure it. I'm sure they f- probably feel the same way about us. And I think but you and I were standing see, there the other day when Andy Staples walked up, and he said, "These are two of my favorite <laughs> media groups to deal with." Just like not insane, not crazy. Yeah, but at the same time, you sort of get used to what you see, and. For Alabama riders, they've gotten used to seeing, you know, the Crimson Tide roll up and down the field on people. For Oklahoma riders, we've gotten used to seeing the offense put up these crazy numbers and the defense allowing crazy numbers. So I think we both sort of just expect what we've we've seen uh, to this point. And I know, Kerry, this sort of, uh, you know, goes off the tracks a little bit. but uh, That's fun. I, that's what we do on this <laughs> that's podcast. That's what we do best. That's, uh, that's just sort of the reality of things. And I, I think uh, – you know that that goes for the players. They expect to go out and dominate. Yeah, uh, Oklahoma, I think, expects to go out and dominate offensively. I think as much as uh, you know, the players haven't wanted to say it that they expect to struggle defensively in some ways. But uh, so it's not surprising that Alabama carries a, a little bit of an attitude, whether you call that an arrogance or not. But uh, it's almost I, like you have to wait till the game is over to determine whether it's confidence or arrogance. Yeah, exactly. If they don't you, play up the I mean, standard, then you can say, well, they came into this overly confident and arrogant. Yeah, there's a, a fine line between uh, cocky and confident, and we'll see which side of the line they're on Kyler uh, Saturday night. I mean, he's, he's, oh, he's guilty of the same thing with, with Sam Ellinger. Oh, uh, Kyler Murray, you know, for all this talk about how he's not like Baker Mayfield at all, they have such polar opposite personalities – the fact is, they don't really. They just at the have, core, they're yeah, both at the, deeply con- confident. I've, I've said that all year, Abe. I've said that all year. They're deep, the same person. Deeply competitive. They show credit it. me, Eddie Rodosovich. <laughs> credit me, please. They credit show me it. with this report. They show it in different ways, but uh, deep down, they're virtually the same person. And I think um, that's why they're so successful. Though oh, they yeah. have that same drive as far as like they would cut somebody's throat to win a game. Oh yeah. And the the guys that don't do that, they're not playing in the semifinal. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why Kyler Murray looked like somebody had killed his dog when he walked into the post-game oh, press God. conference October 6th. It, it was uh, the first time he had lost since uh, eighth grade <laughs> yeah. on a football game. It's insane. Yeah, it, it it really is. And But that's what makes him great. That's what make, makes Baker Mayfield great. That That's what makes uh, you know all of these big-time quarterbacks and all these big-time players great. Before we get you out of here, what is is realistic for OU offensively? I've been struggling with that back and forth all week because I do think that, you know, Alabama is obviously exceptional defensively, but, I mean, you you get back home in Oklahoma and, oh, they're going to score 50 points on Alabama. I think think that's unrealistic. Yeah, I, I think it's tough to see them scoring 50. I think if you score in the high 30s, if you score, you know, 35 to 38, you got to feel all right with it. And at that point, you've just got to roll the dice and hope that your defense does enough. But I think in, if somebody told Lincoln Riley, hey, you're you're going to score 38 points tonight offensively, I think he should take that, yeah. roll with it, hope you get a couple turnovers, hope you, you know, do some things that they did against West Virginia, against Texas on the defensive side of the ball. And uh, you never know what happens. But I don't think – that Oklahoma is going to be hanging half a hundred on an Alabama defense that's by far the best defense that the Sooners have faced this year. Yeah, and, and remember, I mean, in the second and third quarters of games, and especially the last two months of the season, especially the third quarter of the last month of the season, they struggled at times. I mean, I, I remember sending these guys DMs like, this this team, I was about to say the F word, this team <laughs> is screwed. Like, I thought Texas was going to run away with it in the second quarter. Yeah, and it's... Uh, 
Plus, there's two things that make Oklahoma's offense what it is uh, and how dynamic it is, how explosive it is, and that's Kyler Murray's ability to run, not just when he does it, but the ability to run changes so much how teams can defend them, and Marquise Brown's speed. Yeah. And when you take out one of those two things, and it looks like even if Marquise Brown plays, that speed isn't going to be to what the level it was uh, at its peak. It changes how how off how defenses can approach Oklahoma's offense and how many chances that they can take. Um, I'm not afraid to say this, Ryan Aber, the best OU beat guest that we've had on the podcast. Ooh. Oh, shot we'll fired! We'll send the. You uh, weren't just here to promote your stuff. <laughs> Shots fired for real that Shot time. Fired. Wow. You know what it is? Are, are you He's a Putnam City North graduate, so I, I think that that it goes Panther back to his, it goes back to his together. roots of sticking up or raising, uh, growing up in Northwest Oklahoma City. That's what it comes down to. I will the mean exactly streets right. of Hefner it's, and Rockwell. Uh, you know, it's it's a different environment than Noble, Oklahoma. It is. It is. I will say uh, the person that was on before you yesterday did. Uh, I was uh, entertained with a lot of tweets uh, from a certain retired uh, columnist last night <laughs> that was mentioned in his big athletic story <laughs> who didn't know exactly all the drama that has happened here in Miami over his story with someone that you know that will be in the press box apparently on Saturday. Yeah, I'm ready see, for the showdown. See, see the difference there, da, 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 Terry, da. is that uh, this person might actually listen to podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, right, no, it was it was great having you, man. Uh, we want to have you back again uh, soon. And OU basketball is coming up. Uh, you're covering that a lot for the well, Oklahoma as I'm well. I'm actually not now. Oh I'm, no, it's no. covering the women oh, on football. That's it's oh, Joe Masato. Oh, that's right. You're covering the yeah. no. I'm talking about women's basketball. Oh the, yeah, the really you, important. We, 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 we want to talk about women. We want to talk about Sherry Cole's team. We want to talk about Shayna Pellington. And was Anna was the UConn game fixed? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I. Did Gino purposefully hold back until he needed to win that game? I was stunned at the result of that game that it was so close. I thought Oklahoma would absolutely get their brains beat in. So you're saying absolutely fixed? Yes, absolutely fixed. Okay. That's all we need to do. I'll leave you with this, and you don't have to answer it. I don't want to get you in trouble, but maybe do some investigating on the theft that is currently happening. (laughs) Sherry Cole's been stealing money from the university for years, and I know it. I just need to figure out how it's happening. No comment. <laughs> you you just have to go to every board meeting and get comments from James Gallagher on Sherry Cole's. Oh, when he now. when he figures it out, when Jim and I figure this thing out, we're cutting everybody back. He's on a first name well, basis. Here's, here's the question, and I'm not being I'm not talking specifically about uh, the the coach that you mentioned, Eddie, but I'm I'm talking about in general. Is Gallagher going to get into the athletic department at all, or is he just going to see oh they're making money? That's the main thing that Joe's been here for a about. long Joe's, time. He, he trusts him. Com- Joe trust Joe completely. Joe changed the uh, the the key code. But that is, that, that's, wait, wait, that's assuming that's assuming though that Joe has always been okay with everything that's go- you know what I'm saying that, oh, with yeah. everything that's gone on in the athletic, including salaries to certain people. Right. So uh, that's because he be, wants to run a balanced department as much as anybody. Yeah, and that's I think that's going to be fascinating to watch. I know we didn't expect to get into another serious conversation here late in this podcast, but uh, I think that's going to be a fascinating to watch over the next year or two. No, you've just opened that, my eyes to the that fact that the out. hatchet man is Joe Castiglione. <laughs> <laughs> Not, we don't have to go to Jim. Call Carrie on this one, Joe. <laughs> 
All right. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate it. Uh, great podcast. Great podcast guests. Uh, the Oklahoma you and Barry Channel have been down here doing a great job all week. Uh, we love celebrating, you know, companies that actually invest in, in you know, the sports journalism and covering it firsthand for people. Uh, don't. T- I know you want to take a shot. Don't do it, Eddie. I wasn't going to say it. You brought, you brought up the mic. I wasn't going to say yes. anything. Well, I was going to. I was going to, but I won't. I, I digress. So, yeah, the Oklahoman does a fantastic job. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Digital, print, whatever. So thanks, Ryan, for being a, being a guest. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Carrie. I really enjoyed it. All right. Uh, so everything until we get back to Norman is going to be on the Eskridge Lexus Postgame podcast uh, page, whether it's iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, whatever. So all your podcasts are coming uh, we're going to have one more pregame and then we'll have a postgame, although that'll be probably a short one, depending on what happens and the guys have to get back. So uh, keep checking that feed uh, for your podcast. We appreciate you guys listening. We'll be back again tomorrow. It's Friday today. Tomorrow is game day. Thanks for listening, everybody, to the Eskridge Lexus postgame podcast. Until next time, we'll see you then.